LMT is a lens by which you assess all economic understanding. The street is full of corruption. It is baked in to every aspect of our society. 1900s, Lenin was predicting global finance capital would do all the things it's doing today. This is written over 100 years ago. Hey, everybody. This is Steve, the Rogue Scholar. Today is going to talk about this big fucking time bomb coming up October 1. We've talked about it before. We're going to talk about it again. Student debt payments are about to come back on. It's been three plus years since students have had to pay student debt payments. For some people, they got very few people, but some people did get their loans uh, forgiven. Nowhere near enough. There's still $1.6 trillion in student debt that is about to hit October 1. Think about that. How many billions goes into one trillion and 99 billion plus? Think about that. Hitting every human being that has a student debt, went to school, trying to better themselves, take care of their families, whatever. That bill hasn't been paid and no one, no one lost a single meal over student debts not being collected. Not one person. That right there is about to change October 1. I've talked about this before, but I'm going to keep talking about because I don't think people have enough understanding of how fucking serious the gravity of this is. And millions of people are trapped in the student debt bubble. Millions upon millions of people have been dealing with the inflation of our time. Millions upon millions of people have had to make decisions in their families' lives to survive during this pandemic and post-pandemic. And now all of a sudden a new bill for some, that bill may be 50 bucks a month, which doesn't sound like much unless you don't have 50 bucks, but some, some are going to be a lot more than that. Some are going to be in the range of thousand dollars a month out of nowhere, out of nowhere, thousand dollars a month will come sweeping through millions of people. Okay. Now, if you think about the impact of your own life, forget anyone else, just you for a minute. Pretend like you're the student debtor. And if you are the student debtor, just put this on for your own self. Imagine a bill out of nowhere, say 500 a month, say 600 a month, whatever that amount is. Think about a huge bill out of nowhere coming and landing in your family's finance. And I do know some people have lots and lots of money and they're like, well, I took out the student loans knowing I would have to pay them back. And so I shall pay them back. But most people don't have lots and lots of money. Most people went to school not to be rich, but to survive. Folks, it used to be you could go into a mail room and you could start from the bottom and work your way up. You used to be able to do that. And your employer, after 90-day you know, evaluation or six months or whatever, would then in turn provide you with benefits. Those days are over. They don't exist like that anymore. I'm sure it exists somewhere because there's always somebody that'll come out of the war work saying, well, my company does. I'm sure somewhere someone does it. The average person goes out there on Indeed, goes out there on some jobs wall, praying to God they can find work. And it's not a matter of what they want to do with their life when they grow up. Most of us don't have the option of choosing what we want to do when we grow up, so to speak. Most of us have to take whatever job comes up. And believe me, 
there is always some disgraceful person there to tell you to shut up and take whatever job comes to you, you moocher. So you go to school two years, four years, eight years, getting whatever degree, hoping upon hope you will have a job waiting for you outside of your education process. And they're not there. You've been lied to. We've all been lied to. We've been sold a bill of goods. The education system is still flush with money because guess what? The minute you took out your student loan, that loan was paid to your institution. Your institution received their money before you stepped foot in the classroom. So the whatever good or service you purchased from that university, debt has already been paid. They have already received money. You've already received the money for the services they provided. All that's left is the debt that you borrowed, the money from the U.S. government. The U.S. government. The only people that are making money off of your debt payment are student loan servicing companies that are like a leech or a tick sucking on you, stealing your blood. The government doesn't need your money. Government doesn't need your money. So what exactly is the rush? Why are we forcing people to pay this off? Now, remember, I've told you this before. The government doesn't need an income. It creates currency when it spends. However, when it does receive those payments, it does purge reserves. It clears reserves in the banking system. But in the grand scheme of it all, all the technical details about what happens when the Fed just decides not to collect these debts, when the federal government says we're not going to collect it, nothing happens. There's no tax dollar that came out. There's nothing. But for you, by forcing you to pay, assume for just for the sake of argument that your student debt payments are $500 a month. Your buying power in society has dropped $500 a month. What is that going to do to the economy? Think about it. If you were previously spending 500 bucks into the economy for whatever services you may have, for clothing, for food, whatever, that money is now being taken out of the economy. What do you think that's going to do? You're going to have to make different decisions, right? Your different spending decisions. And when you stop spending your money on someone else's goods and services, you create the conditions where they are not earning and they then are in trouble. And now we have the makings for what? A recession, okay? There's no recession on the anywhere to be seen right now. Watch the econ Twitter out there. All the brilliant academics will tell you there's no recession. There's plenty of money getting into the economy because they've jacked interest rates up. And interest rates are a net payment into the economy. But where are those payments going? Are they going to Main Street? I don't think so. Who do you think earns money when interest rates go up? Do you think it's the poor? Do you think it's the student debtor? No, it's the rich. And so there's some out there talking about how interest rate policy is showing clearly that the economy is surviving and thriving, at least in aggregate, based on those interest payments. Interest paid to rich people, all at the expense, in this case, student debtors who have no jobs that they can get based on their career that they went to school for, they have the debt for, but they don't have the career. It was, I think it, it would be very hard to say that you were not kind of guaranteed an outcome. These schools sell that you are getting the great skills to build a career, wonderful career, 
And so you took out these debts with the idea that your payments would be commensurate with the newfound income that you had based on killing yourself, staying up all night, depriving yourself of family events, not going to weddings, not going on vacation, not doing any of the stuff normal people do, skipping the party on Friday night, staying up late, reading, doing your work, coming out the other end, getting a piece of paper that in the end just means you've got a bunch of debt. There is no economy there to support the education that they're selling. And the education that they're providing, if it's not generating the kind of jobs at the end, there should be some audit, there should be some review of what these institutions are selling to people. Because if you can go 100 grand in debt for degrees and there's no jobs at the end of the rainbow, there's something very fucking wrong with that picture. Something incredibly wrong with that picture. And let me tell you something else too. For those of you who still carry the water for the Democratic Party, for whatever perversion you feel required to hold their water, Joe Biden literally with a pen stroke, fuck the Supreme Court, fuck the Republicans, fuck all of it. If he wanted to get rid of it, he could have. The Debt Collective showed him, gave him straightforward approach to getting rid of all of it, canceling every last penny of it. I don't know why. Maybe you can explain to me in the comments why. Anyone would suggest that Joe Biden and the Democrats would not have gotten rid of all student debt. Maybe you can explain to me in your twisted logics why the Democrats are still the good guys when they could have done it, but they chose not to. Maybe you can explain what is sexy and attractive about voting for that shit. Maybe you can explain it to me. Because I'm here to fucking shake you up, to wake you up, to break the structure up. I'm not here to conjure your electoral bullshit. Joe Biden could have stacked the court to prevent any of this bullshit about the Supreme Court voting against things that progressives want. He could have literally stacked the court. There was no law on the books that says he could not have expanded the Supreme Court, put more judges in, fucking flood it. He could have done a million things. But instead, there are people there that literally carry that fucker's water. And it's disgraceful, right? I mean, seriously, it's disgraceful, right? To make excuses for Biden is disgraceful. At every level, it's disgraceful to do that. There's no valid human reason to make an excuse for why this man did not not only stack the courts. Remember, if the Republicans are so awful, and believe me, you're about to start preaching to everyone how we've got to vote Democrats anyway, because my God, what happens when the Republicans get in, right? If they're so horrible, if they're so bad, Joe Biden could have easily stacked the court, prevented any of this right-wing buffoonery that came from the Supreme Court. He could have said, fuck y'all, because I'm not going to let you guys screw anybody else. I'm going to get rid of all student debt. He could have stopped this, uh, the, uh, 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 what the fuck do you call it when you just mouth off for an hour or 10 or the, um, oh God, what the fuck is it called? Brain fart. What is it called, folks? When they just waste all your time as they sit there and filibuster. There we go. Put the hat back right. He could have killed the filibuster. Didn't do that. Joe Biden didn't do any of the things that he could do. He had some shit sandwich is going to run around shaming you for not voting for him. Keep your eye on these people. Keep your eye on them. Remember, they're class traitors. They don't hold Biden accountable, but they'll hold you accountable for not voting for Biden. See, this is why these things never change. We are getting ready to see millions upon millions of people take on a huge load of debt. Now, 
for those that don't understand what's about to happen, let me put it to you in terms that maybe will help you better understand. All right. If people cannot make their student debt payment, once that debt is in default, you won't be able to rent an apartment. You won't be able to get a job. You won't be able to do anything. Problem is, is that when the debt, it goes unpaid, the only person that gets hurt is the student. That's it. That's the only one. School's already got paid. So the student and their families, God help them if they're working as a consultant somewhere and the economy goes south, the layoffs begin. And now all of a sudden, they've got this thing on their record. Their credit is blown because of student debt hitting. Imagine being a father or a mother, having children, just getting by, and all of a sudden this lump of coal gets thrown at you, and now you must find a way to house your kids. But lo and behold, your credit is bad. Not only do you typically need your first month's rent, your last month's rent, a security deposit, whatever, you need sparkling credit because you're in a competition. You're competing with people for a place to live. And because we haven't made housing a right, people are going to go homeless over this. That's right. And Teresa McDonald says the great, important thing. Joe Biden was the architect of this. The legislation he authored and co-sponsored did this. MBNA Joe made it harder to file bankruptcy, period, regular bankruptcy, sided with the Republicans as usual. That's standard Joe Biden. But worse, he made it impossible. He worked with them to make it impossible to discharge a student debt as well. I was on status coup last night, and there was some guy in the comments, just so you all know how bad we kill each other as the proles in the crabs in a barrel here. We're talking about strike and solidarity, and you'll see where this ties in with student debt here in a second as well. And he said, you know what? Fuck your blue collar sensibilities and all your union shit. Give me $24 an hour. I'll show up. I'll work, period. I'll make it happen. Fuck y'all. Typical scab-minded behavior, right? But now people keep trying to risk that we dem enter, that we vote Democrat, that we stay in the party, that we worry about electoral politics. I'm telling you right now, Democrats had every chance. They had a supermajority. They did nothing with this. Nothing. Not a fucking thing. Nothing. And here we are. Literally, coming up against the, one of the worst natural disasters created, which is opening up the floodgates to allow the tsunami and the volcanoes and the supercells to sweep people away. If you think that being part of the Democratic Party would change that, well, you already are part of the Democratic Party, and you already have a supermajority, and you already have Joe Biden in office, and it didn't change anything. That should fundamentally tell you that the organizing that needs to occur needs to be a union of voters. It needs to be a union of citizens. It needs to be a non-political, non-electoral movement that people keep ignoring and pretending like I'm just talking out my ass because some pathetic, ridiculous, grotesque desire to be a Democrat, to just be a Democrat, to vote Democrat, to support Democrats, because, oh my God, Trump. The Trump derangement has prevented you from unifying and being in solidarity with other people without regard to political party. And because we can't even get a fucking minor amount of, yeah, I I see what you're saying. We can't even get that kind of thing. Folks like the Debt Collective have the slightest bit of an edge there. I mean, they know what to talk about. They put it all out there. But a debt strike, folks literally uniting together to prevent this kind of behavior from happening. 
it needs to happen outside of the Democratic Party because there's too many trashy wastes of sperms and eggs in the Democratic Party that think you took out the loan, you should pay the loan. You should. It's morally repugnant to get rid of the debt. After all, I paid my 4,000 student debt where I paid mine. You should too. Democrats, you know, privileged fucks. Now, unfortunately, and this might be the worst part of this, is that we as real progressives, we at Real Progress in Action, we at Macro and Cheese, we who have been fighting for this understanding of the economic system, have been trying since the first part of Bernie Sanders' very first run, and before that even, but definitely for Bernie part one, Bernie part two, and here we are in Biden part one, Trump part one, blah, blah, blah. And we've been staying steady on point. Guys need to learn how the fucking monetary system works and stop acting like it's, well, you know, we got to worry about this group and we got to worry about this group and what happens if we don't have this and this group and blah, 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 and we splinter off. This understanding of the economic system impacts absolutely every possible thing you care about. And it also fundamentally changes, once you understand how it works, it fundamentally changes how you see immigration. You stop hating the immigrants. You stop worrying about who's stealing your job. You stop hating people because you understand that the country literally has the power to take care of it all. But alas, we can't get people to stay focused. They want to go chase after Joe Biden. They want to go support Joe. They want to support Mary Ann. They want to run off and start campaigning for Cornell West. They want to run off and get all electoral. But they never, and I watch this shit, folks. I lurk like a fucker. They don't bring up the MMT angle. They don't bring up the fact that the country can do this stuff. They just get swept up and being part of the gang. They don't want to offend anyone. They don't want to do any of the hard work. And because many of those folks over there couldn't give a flying fuck about economics, when someone brings it up, they're ignored. Just like they ignored us during Bernie part one. Just like they ignored us in Bernie part two just like they ignored us during the pandemic under Trump, and just like they ignored us since with Joe Biden, ignored. Your favorite stations have ignored us. Your favorite alt-media have ignored us. The activists have ignored us. The voters have ignored us. All of them have ignored us. But there's always some fuckstick running around, vote blue, no, we got to vote Democrat. You haven't done your work. You haven't done the hard work, the necessary work. This doesn't quit and end with a political cycle. It doesn't quit and end with an election. That's why it cannot be within the party. I don't know why I can't make this fucking stick, but people think they're smarter. And so therefore, no, we got to do Democrats. You got to be Democrats. What else has got to be like mice? It's ridiculous. We as a collective, we together, we together fighting back, being smart, not just don't let the asshole that fucking, yeah, let's just go. Don't let that one be the one you need a plan. You need to work through it because people don't need to get arrested for nothing. They need to get arrested for the right thing. They need to be in the right places. They need to be strategic. People still have to eat. People still have to get together and live and take care of their families. And the harder the strain is, the bigger the risk is, the fewer are going to participate. So it's got to be intelligent. It's got to be smart. It's got to be well thought out. A debt strike that the uh, debt collective is advancing is a good first start. But we can't get people to understand. So you're never going to get the working class to unite together on this stuff because nine-tenths of the working class thinks their hard-earned tax dollars are paying for them to get rid of student debt. 
Nine tenths of the working class believes that they're wasting your hard earned tax dollars to Ukraine. Nine tenths of the working class thinks that their hard earned tax dollars are funding all kinds of shit that they don't want. And the one tenth of them that understand, and that's strike, I'll bet it's one one hundredth of a tenth of a of a that's a small group of people that understand the way the economic system works. And somebody goes, coolios, right? Cool guys. Can't be bothered. Can't show up. Can't do anything. Can't learn. Run off and follow the loudest, most idiotic channels so that they can be in solidarity with ignorance. Ignorance is one thing that unites people for some reason. Knowledge doesn't. Ignorance is a fucking elixir. It's like freaking mother's milk, man. It's like a magnet. But when you have the, and when you can show how this stuff works, people give me ignorance or give me death, you know? But to get through these things, not only, I mean, folks, remember this, the heat wave that we're dealing with is weather, but the heat wave that we're dealing with is also indicative of serious climate change. I mean, folks, it was August 1st when I was getting rained on with leaves, leaves falling from the trees. Things are changing. Areas are becoming arid. So all the stuff that we talk about with student debt is equally valid within a Green New Deal, saving us from climate crisis. But again, can't get people to work together on that. Why? There's this whole perversion running off to the libertarians who despise the state at all costs. So in that sense, maybe, okay, I can see the appeal. But the selfishness and the troll bullshit that comes with libertarians isn't actually solving anything. You've got to know that we can afford to do nice things. And we've got to get everyone to realize that. And then we need to point to the enemy that is stopping that from happening. You're exactly right. We will never vote our way out from under this. And I swear to God, people run behind me on a daily, always trying to tell me I'm wrong saying that. I'm telling you, the best you're going to get with voting is simply you feeling good about yourself virtue signaling. I'm not telling you don't vote. I'm telling you that is not going to create the change you want. Change you want is going to come from you acting differently, functioning differently, behaving differently, thinking about the solutions differently. But that would mean you would have to understand the country creates currency out of thin air and spends it when there's a bill passed into existence. And that money's sitting around, it spends it into existence. See, the libertarians got you by the short hairs, right? Because they got you believing in the private federal reserve and in debt to the private federal reserve. They've got you so twisted that you can't even focus on what we could do. They've got you twisted with myths and legends and <laughs> childs. All the other waste bullshit. How do I know? Sadly, I was an LOL Bertarian at one point in time, too. And the LOL Bertarians hate the fucking state, period, at all costs. They just hate it. Okay. So there's accidental crossings. There's accidental moments where there is synergy. There's accidental. But when you look out and you understand that it requires the state to do these things, which means even though you can't vote your way there, if you organize outside and become ungovernable, do direct action, lock arms with change, create human chains, block traffic, do whatever. I mean, I'm not saying just do it. I'm saying Think through it. Do something other than just vote blue. Think beyond the electoral process because you're not going to solve this. And unless the goal here is just to say, oh, you know, we fought the good fight. Yeah, vote blue. And oh, well, we, we weren't successful. Maybe next time. Just remember this. One person's spending is another person's income. 
Unless, of course, when you spend, you're spending to pay taxes, and those taxes are just simply deleted. In the private sector, when you're spending money, your spending is someone else's income. So when people are not able to spend the money that they were spending, because now it has to go to pay student debt, this is not just going to hurt the student debtors. This is going to hurt all the small businesses that depend on those student debtors buying their products and services. This is going to impact everyone, some more than others. Interest rates are going to continue to climb. It's going to make things even harder. Remember Clara Mattei and the Trinity of austerity, monetary austerity, fiscal austerity, and then the SAC. In other words, layoffs, mass layoffs. That's coming. And it's all the disciplined labor because what's happening right now you got the United Auto Workers ready to strike. You got American West Airlines voting to okay a strike. Labor is rising up because conditions are horrible. But unfortunately, everybody's looking for a leader. They're looking for a Messiah. Who can we stand behind? What about Marianne? What about Nina? What about this? What about that? See, a lot of the problems with the left stem from this need for an idol. They need a leader. They need a Messiah. They can't join together because they'll rip each other apart. The people's frontage, the Judean people's front. Instead of reducing it simply down to class analysis and understanding the working class, the people that work for a living are getting fucked. Said this so many times. The reality is there's some people, and they do this on purpose, that are doing just well enough that they'll do anything in their power to protect their one one uppance rather than ensure everybody lives because there's no greater thing to them than that little bit of privilege that they enjoy. They don't mind that they still smell the dog shit. They just don't want to be in the dog shit. So they're one half of an inch above the white, nasty dog turd laying there in the yard. They feel like they've arrived because they see everybody else in there sloshing through the dog turds. See, they still work for a living. They're working class. They're just class traders. And it's been conditioned that way. Go back. I haven't talked about this in a long time, but if you go back to Bacon's Rebellion, people that should never have gotten together to revolt against the moneyed class got together. And all it took was a little teeny bit of a gimme to the poor white slobs to break the solidarity. It didn't take much at all. And it rarely takes much to break solidarity now. Remember how strong everybody was committed to Bernie Sanders? But then all of a sudden you saw that troll army of vote blue, no matter who's that were like, well, we, you know, we got to vote for Hillary now. One minute they were Bernie, but Bernie said vote for whatever. So they quickly, because they have no spine, no soul, zero soul, they're empty husk, voted for Hillary. And then they quickly voted for Biden, the most progressive president of our lifetime. We're going to pull Joe left. Liars. Absolute fucking liars. Fucking liars. Every last one of them. So 25 days from now, when student debt starts kicking in, from what I understand, there's a one-year pause on reporting people to the credit bureaus. I don't know whether that means at the end of one year, you got to be caught up on all your things, or whether it means if you don't have money for a year, you're okay not making payments. And then when one year comes, you start making payments, it's all good. I don't know. I don't know, unfortunately. But I do know this, it's going to be really painful. And without a solid approach, which I think the debt collective and their strike debt, their debt strike, at least is a start. It ain't the permanent position, but it's a start. If we don't have something like that, we're fucked. Anyway, 
with that, I am going to go ahead and shut this down a little bit early today. I think I've said enough. I just hope to God that you guys pay attention to what the Deck Collective is doing. They have at least some plan. It ain't it. It ain't it. But it's better than what we're doing. Let's find a way to support the Deck Collective and their debt strike and see if we can do something to change this because it's horrible. But for those of you who are MMTers who have been listening to me for years and know this is a key to getting in the door, to showing how the monetary system works for all the issues we care about. Don't just look at it in a very transactional one-off way. Look at this as the, the tip of the spear. Once we get in, again, I have zero, when I say zero, I mean 0.0% faith or any kind of expectation other than status quo for the electoral process. I expect every election to be lauded by weak-minded people as the most important election ever. I expect the weak to continue to pump that. It's going to be the most important election ever. you got to vote Democrat. The weakest minds will keep doing that. But we need to outweigh them with strength and numbers and make sure that Democrats, Republicans, whoever stands in the way of making people whole pay an incredible price, personal price as well, not just figuratively. We need to ensure that we change society. And the only way we're going to do that is by citizens banding together and making demands beyond the electoral process. Sorry, kids, I'm not buying your electoral bullshit anymore. I'll vote, but I expect exactly nothing to come from it other than more of the same. And you're fooling yourself if you think more will come from it than that. With that, please check out this weekend's podcast, Macro and Cheese with Bill Mitchell. It'll be Bill Mitchell joining me this Saturday morning. It'll be released. Folks, we had a great, fantastic Macro and Chill last night discussing Joe Burns' recent podcast on Macro and Cheese. I got to tell you, for previous ones, we had 40-plus people last night. We only had like 22 people. Very disappointing. We need to get this shit in our brains so that we can grow and have this knowledge so we can tell someone and they tell two friends and they two tell friends and so on and so on and so on. But if we're skipping it and we're just not doing it, we don't feel like we got other things to do, we get screwed. This Sunday, God forbid, right in the day, first day of football season for everybody that's into football, we've got Ndongo Sambasilla talking to us about one of the most important subjects out there, which is the African debt. And understanding how the IMF works and how transnational companies work to predate upon the global south, which is giving rise to the BRICS. You want to pay attention, you want to learn, instead of hearing all the you know, hype, you know, bullshit from alt media, come check us out on Sunday. Go to our website, realprogressives.org, and you'll find the information there as to how to be at our RP Live with Ndongo Sambasella. Anyway. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm the Rogue Scholar, 12 noon. Thank you guys for joining me today. Please help spread the word. Uh, we're certainly not the sexy ones, but hopefully the content we're providing is valuable as well. So without further ado, I would do, and I am out of here. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to support our efforts, please take a moment to subscribe and check out our other work on the Real Progress in Action YouTube channel and visit our sister organization's website at realprogressives.org.